Cages and Granola Bars, Thoughts on Immigration and Separation of Families, July 6, 2018. This is a wonderful link briefly explaining the transformation and entanglement of the immigration system with the criminal justice system. This entanglement has led to the criminalization of all immigrants, including ones who have serious asylum issues and should be given careful consideration over others. This scrutiny is no longer given simply out of fear. Fear from the 1980s war on drugs and fear from the 2000s war on terror has allowed policymakers entangled with lobbying to implement detainment policies which don't take into account special circumstances. With that being said, I can somewhat see the need to be careful who we let in, but fundamentally this detainment policy deters both good and bad immigrants irrespectively and equally. Thus, immigration has fundamentally turned into a game to let in people who will agree with the system, not people who are fleeing persecution and oppression. It is to make people buy into fear, not hope. For example, an immigrant coming from Asia will always be in fear of being sent back home if he doesn't do a good job. As a result, they will make every concession to ensure they are unencumbered by their job, even if it affects their dignity, ridiculous hours, etc. I don't mean they don't want to be in America just as much as uh, others. My parents immigrated here from India, but one must understand that this country was always a place for people fleeing persecution and trying to build an ideal society, the very ideals progressed by Enlightenment men from William Penn to James Oglethorpe. I won't pretend that I fully understand the extent of the policy issue practically, but I do understand the ideals of this nation as all Americans do. America is supposed to be a wonderful experiment in democracy, and by this I mean it is the ultimate risk of hope and freedom. This hope has been replaced by fear that has led to the rapid industrialization of incarceration and immigration to the point that low-offense drug offenders are dehumanized to the same level as murderers and Syrians escaping tyranny are bunched together with other immigrants. In the words of George Bernanos, this world is slowly turning into a place where a free man can no longer thrive. If the men who founded the colonies were still here today, they would be confused and appalled about the world and system we built and agreed to, in proportion to the ideals we hold. None, nonetheless, we can't see the world the same way the men of the Enlightenment side, for the world is certainly different and better for most of us today. But we can imagine their vision and compassion in carrying men, women, and children over the sea to their refuge. We can imagine the treaties they made with Native Americans and the smiles they shared with their colonists. We can imagine that no one was detained and separated, and though it was cold at night, people slept, slept at each other's side. As a Georgian myself, we can imagine the vision of the humanitarian James Oglethorpe, who was also a social reformer who sought to build an egalitarian society in Savannah, where even prison debtors would be allowed to make a new life. Most radically, it was meant to be the first colony without slavery in the New World. A vision for a classless society for many races, from German Jews to free Africans. Ultimately, this experiment failed for the same reason that we see the massive expansion of incarceration and the entanglement of immigration with the criminal justice system. Greed, war, and propaganda led to colonists wanting more production, leading to slavery just as the need today to fund the incarceration system leads to more prisoners. History may not repeat, but it does rhyme. Just as it is easy to forget these immigrants because they are Hispanic, it was easy for me to forget Oglethorpe because he was English. He was not a founder of this country, and primary school education does not always talk extensively about him. 
Yet he was a profound leader who wanted to make a society of tolerance in line with Enlightenment ideals. Just like Oglethorpe, immigrants escaping bad situations have perceptive views of how to treat one another because they have been taught a lesson in freedom that one can simply buy or understand purely through the intellectual process. Just as many of these immigrants end up in sanctuary cities, one of them may have a vision for a new city. Like Oglethorpe crossed the sea and charted a new course in history, an immigrant may cross the river and do the same. With all this being said, I must get back to the issue of hand, which is primarily looking at the question of detainment and separation from attempted immigration. Separating children from parents is unconscionable, and in no way, shape, or form should the immigration system be an extension of the criminal justice system. They must take into account that families are illegally immigrating to the U.S. together. There should be a separate system to prosecute people that doesn't involve the separation of families. This policy is simply a means to project Trump administration rhetoric of diverging oneself from the previous administration. I am not criticizing the deportation that will inevitably happen. Like most Americans, we are criticizing an unnecessary psychological dilemma and trauma that was imposed on parents and especially young children. It is perhaps too late for me to talk about the issue as the damage has already been done. But as I examined the notion of human rights, I felt it would be a good opportunity to share my thoughts on an issue that's on everybody's mind. We can all at some point in our life relate to how some of these parents and children are feeling. They are bored, lonely, and wondering when they will be with their family again. No one can calculate the amount of temporary psychological damage this could do to a young child. If the administration really cared, they would have had counselors and psychologists on hand. If they really cared, they would have allowed them to take showers. If they really care, they won't have put them in a cage, and it goes on and on. As many great correspondents have already said, it is a dehumanizing process for them. However, believing in the human spirit, I know there were people who tried to make them feel better and give them hope. But even then, is this the image we want to give the rest of the world of America? Cages and granola bars. We may see this again, and probably we will fail to generate the political will to change things. But someday we will do better. Thank you.